0: Juju, we've got working you're internet, you're... have we?
1: Yeah, so far, I think so. Oh, good! We're Thank good.
0: God. It's, oh. it's so weird saying that, like we're in a third-world country, stuck in the rainforest or something. I and know, uh, yeah, no, water you're water. just you're just south of London, and uh, it's, uh, it's it's a problem. concern. Yes, <laughs> yeah,
2: it is a concern. Um, the water uh, in our entire area went off the other day. Um, I feel, I do feel Jeez. like we are in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, hmm. yeah, there's just been one thing after another. So, yeah, so knife edge, it, yeah, not proper, proper knife edge, you know, hmm. um, water a little bit more important than wifi. I, I, yeah, oh, yeah. I think,
0: yeah.
2: but, um, I
0: don't rather, know. I wonder I if you polled, I, well, I wonder if you polled people, if they would actually think that, or if they'd actually know that <laughs> it's I like, younger especially people
2: might think yeah. that, that water's not as important as Wi-Fi. It's like, yeah, we've got water. Yeah. But no, we need it
0: for other things as well. <laughs> yeah. Just patronize them a little bit. It's like, oh, you, you little, you youngster.
2: Oh, you have know. no idea how good you've got it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It's, all, it's all fine now. So we're good.
0: Mm-hmm. Good, good. How all are right. you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Just, good. Um, yeah, week on by, flown by, but it's been good. It's been productive. Just um, spending... What was cool was um, doing the Neuroscience Academy uh, Brain Coach Bootcamp for a couple of weeks. It was uh, was very cool for a you know like uh, what was it yeah, unintended consequences or un- unintended uh, benefits, which was just reminding me is like oh just it's really good to study and um, about especially about things that really interest you, and so I've just been a little bit more. Um, uh, dis- d- diligent and a bit more disciplined with things that I'm interested in, and actually just looking into them. So instead of like you know just a bit of a cursory glance at something and move on to the next thing, I've just been sitting with um, sitting with some things I've been looking into, and then you know say watching a lecture on it or reading something from a textbook, and then putting it aside, and then just doing a word dump of things that I remember from it or resonate and um yeah so there's a lot more clarity about these things as well and you know you just feel like you grasp and own the information a lot better and the knowledge a lot better and um, and so that's been really fun so it's good it feels feels really good it feels really good because i feel like you know i'm just learning learning better as well and that's always something i'm trying to figure out is how to actually learn better because if you can learn better you can get more juice out of life you know
2: yeah. It it embellishes everything. What have you been studying within the realm of neuroscience, or other things? Would
0: you like to share? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah. So within the realm of neuroscience, um, last week jumped on um, Kathy Dooley's um, half-day course, uh, which was the uh, everything about the vestibular system, and um, so that was that was great fun so for you know for people listening who don't know what the vestibular system is about it's basically one of the three systems that's involved uh, it, one of the three systems in the body that's involved in um finding your equilibrium you know your balance and coordination your orientation the other two systems being your visual system so eyes giving you a ton of uh, feedback, in fact, you know, the most feedback uh, that you're going to get in terms of creating a 3D map of your environment, and then your proprioceptive system, which is around your body, and um, which uh, tells your brain where you are in space, and then your vestibular system is basically uh, that orientation as well. So. It keeps you keeps your eyes level in the playing field. So if you know if you change change your uh, change your head position, it adjusts so that your eyes stay level with the horizon. And um, all three of these function to keep you, you know, keep you level, basically keep you on your feet and not falling over all the time. Let's put it that way. And um, and so yeah, so that was that was really cool. And then after that, it was like okay, there's five hours worth of material here. This is amazing. And the you know, relaying it to the things that I really want to know about, like, okay, how does that relate to movement? And uh, mm-hmm. um, if you know the vestibular system is off, how can I train it back? Or how can I know that that's the main driving issue um, with uh, with people? And then you know, show them how to train it back. And then um, yeah, and then how will all these interact? And you know, why is it so important? If one of these is so off, is like um, yeah, it's important, but like, what's the mechanism? for it as well so um and how can i yeah and how can i do that in the realms of the work that i um uh, that i do so yeah really fascinating and then um uh, yeah so that's just constant just sitting with that um and then developing the next thing and then with the brain coach boot camp stuff as well because there's a ton of material there it's like and you know, i've just done this thing this week where i just put on one of the lectures uh, again and just had it playing in the background just so i could kind of Get triggered by a couple of words and just remember Mm -hmm. some of the things we learned and i'll be doing that um whenever as and when it's like whenever i remember or whenever i feel like oh yeah there's a certain thing which i need to refresh my memory on on this um or just delve a little bit deeper into i'll do that as well and then other stuff as well which um uh, which i've been doing is like there's this there's this guy called john viveki He's a cognitive psychologist or a cognitive scientist out of uh, University of Toronto. And uh, he's got this, so far, looks like an amazing lecture series that he's put on YouTube. It's like 50 episodes. They're our reach or un- or under. And, um, and his whole, um, the whole title is Awakening from the Meaning Crisis. So, yeah, super fascinating. He's just right up my street as well, just of right. like, uh, you know, combining... Yeah, just combining cognitive science with philosophy and history and evolution and um, eras and ages and so far looking at certain figures in history as well who have propelled us for certain eras in history which have um, defined where have been a big part of defining where we are at, we at the moment and um, yeah it's highly relevant also I think to the work that we do you know is dealing with people and. Um, uh, like yeah awakening from the meaning crisis i think is a pretty um pretty telling subject title as well because i yeah. think um there's it just seems like there's a lot of that you know it's just the yeah, kind of just getting by in uh in life without thinking about um what is actually important to do or grossly important to do and what's uh, purposeful what's drives us and where do we ultimately find meaning in in day-to-day life um because especially yeah just the kind of like seeing some people struggle with it during the pandemic and uh you know hitting lockdowns and stuff and also just the kind of it's like it's in the air as well i can just feel it i don't know about you you can tell me what you what you kind of sense but um part of like the sense that i get is like you know just yeah just in the air of just this don't really know what to do with ourselves um during during this time. So yeah, I think it's I think it's some um some important uh some important stuff to consider and like the way he's going about it is super fascinating to me at least. So yeah, just been delving into that and thinking and uh, thinking about the lectures so far. Wow, you
2: have been super, super busy. Um mm. I'll come to that. I wanna go back to mm. the vestibular stuff. So I have this mm. vestibular stuff going on. I I have um, oh, yeah. I get like vertigo, labyrinthitis, uh, in a in imbalances, and <clears throat> I don't really know why I get them. Other than a few years ago, I got back from uh, one of my many fight training trips in Thailand, and I, I kind of picked up a virus. And I tell you what, when your balance is off, and when um, when you're dizzy or, or when there's something going on in the inner ear, it throws everything off. I mean, mm. you, you can't see properly, you feel like you're on a boat and it, it, um, you can't, it, you just can't, you can't function as a, not as a mm. human being, I don't know if I mean that, but you just can't function very well. And... Um, and I get it, and, and it's and it's now, and you you may come across clients now, now that you've done the vestibular course, but I, I come across clients quite regularly who either have labyrinthitis or vertigo or both. Um, and often, like, once you get it, that's it, it's recurring, ongoing for life. Like, if I get it now, if I'm tired or stressed or I get a virus, it will kick into my inner ear and it will throw mm-hmm. me off balance. Um, but it is—it's a really interesting sensation to experience because you either feel like you're just swaying, or you feel like the room's spinning, like you're drunk. And yeah. until you've experienced it, you don't really appreciate just how much equilibrium within the inner ear, within within our balance system, how important mm. it is. Because it throws off your vision, and then it throws mm-hmm. off everything else in the body as well. You feel sick. You can't do anything. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating thing to deal with. And, and what I find with clients is that they, they tend to not come if they've got something going on. They, they tend mm. to be like, no, I need to just lie down and get over it. And it's a bit like a migraine in that respect. It's all kind of interconnected, isn't it? All those mm. systems. Um, they just need to lie down and not move and get over it. And then they start to feel better. So I guess my question to you is, did you find any in- information, and I'm sure you've got tons from Cathy, um, how to deal with it? Because it's head positioning, isn't it? And, and, and realigning, getting people used to that weird feeling of being unbalanced. Is mm. that right?
0: Yeah, yeah. There's um, So there's first of all, there's assessments for it as well. So vertigo mm. is, yeah, the most um, commonly occurring thing in... Um, common current disequilibrium in, in vestibular issues. So yeah. there is, yeah, you can assess it. So you can put somebody in certain positions. Uh, there's a whole bunch of tests that you can do and then you can see how they respond. You can even figure out like uh, basically uh, which canal in the air in the vestibular apparatus is affected. So these wow. canals are, you know, roughly speaking, mm-hmm. orienting you forwards and backwards, um, side That's to side. Gyro,
2: isn't it? Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. So it's like a gyroscope and then these canals are like, yeah, forwards and backwards, side to side and rotation as well. Um, so you can figure out by doing these assessments which canal is affected and then you have some corrective maneuvers that you can perform on someone. And you can also integrate that into your movement training as well. So you figure out which um, way the head position is um, triggering uh, or yeah, which way the head position is sorry, which head position is triggering the um, the problem. And then, yeah, you do some of these corrective movements. And then when you get somebody into, like, you know, say certain uh, movements, you can get them into a quadruped position, i.e. when they're on all fours, um, and, and challenge them with that particular head movement incorporating into the proprioceptive system as well. So you're trying to re- reorganize the system um, and recalibrate it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, recalibrate it into the the rest of the systems that are involved in uh, in creating equilibrium, so that um, yeah, you just coordinate again. Um, so yeah, there's there's certainly things for it, and um, yeah. So you, for me at the moment, I'm not aware. Like what you said is like you know people deal with it and it just kind of stays there, and um, so I don't know to what extent. People should have to just live with it um, or if it can be fully corrected. I think in a lot of cases it can be corrected, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. And, um, and uh, but then if it's, um, but yeah, then it might, if it's like an infection thing, then that's mm-hmm. probably a separate issue. Um, if it's with uh, the itis, you know, inflammation, then that's going to be something that you probably, yeah, you have to manage maybe Um um but uh but yeah there's there's definitely correctives for it and there's definitely ways around it so a lot of people who do suffer from like vertigo and maybe some dizziness and um is like you know that doesn't have to doesn't have to stay that way
2: cool that's really cool And, and it reminded me of like if you can correct that equilibrium it's almost a bit like you know when you correct your shift like you know we often talk about like jaw shifting. If your jaws deviated one way, then it affects all movement. Whereas when you start to correct that, that jaw shift, it then has a knock on effect down into the body and creates better balance and better coordination. So it's not part of that system, I know, but mm. it's so intricate up here, isn't it? There's there's mm-hmm. so much more to it. It's like you know, in NKT level three, when we learn about the eyes and I've never even considered the yeah. eyes. in in movement patterning but it's like
1: Mm.
2: of course because you know this is our this is one of the the most important systems and yeah if they're off in any way sure mine are then uh that's gonna have again a knock on effect so eyes ears, like jaw everything so i feel like this is my next step in anatomy um to to really get to grips with jaw anatomy ear anatomy which so i'll probably do the vestibular and then eye anatomy as well it's uh mm. so valuable in our teaching you know yeah i like visual it affects everything it's like if someone you, you move where your eyes are moving so i mm. often cue the eyes but i'm like i really need to know more about the anatomy mm. of this because it's like you're, you need to look directly forward what happens if you shift left or shift right so mm-hmm. it's a bit like jaw shift yeah. isn't it
0: yeah, well, with, um, yeah, the eyes are like the the most important, um, probably the most important sensory apparatus that we have to help us navigate our mm. environment about, it's like something like 60% of our brain's real estate is dedicated to processing visual information. So wow. just, you know, think about that for a second, is like the amount of your brain that is dedicated to processing visual information, it tells you something that's pretty freaking important, right? So, pretty
2: damn important, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, uh, so yeah, so you want to incorporate vision into somebody's training as well. I mean, the simple fact, like, um, you know, especially for people who do sports and, uh, you know, tennis, you're tracking a ball, football, you're tracking a ball, going through the air, American football, baseball, whatever it might be. And uh, so if your ability to track that ball is not is not on point um, and it's purely to do with, like, you know, the visual system, you if you can't track that ball, so something called like a smooth pursuit. You wanna be able to smoothly follow uh, a moving, you know, while keeping on still moving, a moving target. Now, if you can't do that, your eyes will create a momentary jump. And um, so each time they try and catch up, that um, your brain just shuts down processing that visual input. Cause it's like, oh, that shouldn't be happening. I don't know what's going on here. And it shuts it down. And for a fraction of a second, you're blind so wow. how crazy is that right it's not it something that you actually
1: because right. it can't process
0: information so um so yeah you're you're functionally blind basically for for a fraction of a second because it doesn't know what to do in the middle of that saccade so right. when you when you when you think of it like that it's like you know how much are we missing out on when uh if our eyes aren't functioning well and then we can turn that into like day-to-day stuff you know like driving for example. Yeah. And not just that, but if the eyes aren't working very well, then your neck can take up uh, the the slack for it as well. So if for yeah. example, your eyes aren't very good at tracking to the right, you're going to use your neck to help you out more to do that. You're just excessively straining your neck. And I think of like, uh, for me personally, after you know, smashing my head on the concrete when I fell off a bike, like five, six, five years ago or six years ago or something, um, some residual stuff is like, you know, it is eye stuff as well because I hit my head on the like, right side here. And um, so I get the sensation where, you know, it's, it's quite a minor thing, but it's, you know, I, I can pay attention to it. Can, I can feel it as if I kind of move my eyes to the top right corner of, uh, of my vision there's something about it and i can tell my body doesn't feel quite safe doing that eye movement whereas if i do it towards the top left it's like yeah it feels cool but i go top right and it's like uh, there's something here which isn't quite right and Both um or
2: just the right
0: just the right so yeah okay. it just feels like it's just the right but um uh, so like yeah kind of like up in up in here and you've got these uh, what are called extraocular muscles the muscles of the eye which control the movement and um so you know they're so like the control that they have is very very fine on um over the eye and because it needs to be because of how we're moving our eyes and like you know we make these momentary movements with our eyes constantly but we'll never register it you know um yeah. like uh, like you know a good example of this is if you're looking if you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're flicking between left eye looking at your left eye looking at your right eye you will never see your eyes change because there's that kind of like blind spot to that change. It doesn't need to register that. But if you video yourself doing that, you'll be able to see the eyes changing. So yeah. um, that's the kind of like level of like kind of fine control that there is there as well. So, um, yeah, so I can notice that. And and I, you know, perennially like, you know, right side of my neck is I manage it really, really well. But there's, there's nice. you know, just some every now and then, like every few months or something, like a little bit of tightness just kicks in. And it's like, okay, this is not to do with the usual things here. And there's a suspicion that is to do with the eye because I've worked on the eye before, and it helps. Mm-hmm. And then maybe it just comes back every now and then for whatever reason. So yeah, so it's 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 yeah it's a, it's massively important part of um, part of your right. let say your sensory apparatus, which is going to help you navigate your environment and actually function well. So there's there's lots of like heaps of issues that can come along with not having that uh, system working mm. accordingly for you.
2: And it's something that we take for granted so very much, isn't it? Mm. Our mm. hearing, our sight, um, yeah. just there, it happens. You know what I mean? Mm. And yep. actually when you start delving into the anatomy and how it all works, it's like, wow, this system's complicated and it has so many attachments, as you say, into the neck, into the back of the skull. And, and again, this is a knock-on effect down the body. and. Mm-hmm. And, and it was that whole thing of, you know, when we spoke to Kathy Dooley and she was like, you feel like you know nothing. The more you learn, the more you see mm. how all the systems fit together, it's like mm. the more you realise just how intricate it is and how much more there is to learn. And it's like, yeah, I have a fairly okay grasp of anatomy, but I feel like, yeah, I want to know all this stuff and, and, and mm. add it into my practice as well, add it into my teaching.
0: Yeah, yeah Can't hurt. for sure yeah and you can do it in like really subtle sly ways as well you know it's like if you're mm-hmm. getting somebody to make a movement to the right is like make them lead with the eyes first you know because with that leading of the eyes because the amount of information that they're providing to your brain about what you're doing next your brain will go oh i'm moving right so then it will prepare your muscles and your whole bodies and slings to move to the right whereas if you look left and then move right it's like oh this is a little really bit different
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a that's a challenge um mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of brain training as well, that kind of thing?
0: Mm-hmm. How do you mean?
2: Um, so say you're moving your eyes one way, but you're going the other way. Isn't that a little bit of mm-hmm. brain training as well?
0: Yeah, so can, yeah, I guess it can be kind of using the yeah, proprioceptive, um, I guess maybe uncoupling them a little bit to help mm-hmm. you do yeah. some stuff. But, um, yeah, I wonder, I wonder to what degree, how useful that would be long-term yeah Mm. just yeah you just got me thinking (laughs) this should be another question i write down to explore of like um if you repetitively you know go look one way go another way um what does that do for your what does that do for your long-term equilibrium Uh, yeah there you go good question it's
2: a thought and and, you know it's like Mm. and then it, it it makes me think and brings me back to, as I always like to talk about this whole idea of that, that zoning in that foveic focus versus panoramic focus and how mm. important that is for us as well. It's like
1: mm.
2: that, that sharp vision versus that kind of more relaxed vision and how we really need to toggle between those within mm. our day so that we can serve brain energy. I mean, I'm, that's yes. something that I'm always very conscious of. It's like, stop looking at your phone, stop honing in,
1: mm.
2: like try to take the focus away. When you have a break, don't look at your phone, go out and just look at the view and that is mm. going to make you better and have more energy over the course yeah. of a day. So, yeah. oh, that's fascinating, that, that kind of neuroscience aspect as well of mm. conserving energy through the visual field as well because you're mm. not constantly taking in tiny detail from a phone or a computer. I know that I get really funny vision if I look at a computer too much, so I know that's my cue to go right let's mm. put everything down and go out and walk and look at the horizon and uh yeah chill
0: yeah that's um that's a good thing to do like do you is, is there a trigger for you like do you notice when that's starting to happen or is it just yeah, you pull away from really the screen weird. yeah cool no, I, well, what, how, how would you describe bit,
2: it it goes a bit pixelated Ooh. how weird is that mm. like like I mean, you're have, in like
0: super mario from yeah, like nintendo weird. days
2: It's really, yeah, a little bit. It just goes a little bit kind of, I mean, my vision's weird anyway. (laughs) My whole body's weird. But no, it just goes a little bit weird and I can't really describe it other than it just looks like a picture, like it just looks fuzzy. And I'm like, oh, okay, I've just been looking at a screen for too long. Um, And yeah, I know that's my cue to put everything down and just even if it's like, I'm not gonna go for a walk, but just put everything down and look and take my vision a bit wider rather than mm. you know constantly all screen. deeper and deeper
0: into it <laughs> yeah. which
2: isn't good for your neck either um no. and yeah it's, it's it's a great reminder when it's like oh my eyes have gone funny i need to step away from the computer and <laughs> not do so much it, at work
0: is there a stage before that though is like can you tell if before it starts to get pixelated
2: <laughs> no just is no? pixelated yeah. It's yeah, like okay. fine, 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 pixelated. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I can't see. I'm going blind. Yeah. No, Random. it's
2: not like that. It just goes a bit fuzzy. It's like yeah, I just everything just looks a bit weird. Um,
0: is that yeah, while you're so, still looking at the thing, like while you're still looking at, say, the computer screen? Or is it if you're looking yeah. at the computer and you look up and then you're like, oh, shit, everything's fuzzy? A
2: bit of both, Yeah okay right
0: so yeah. you start to see right that's such a weird one i can just imagine you just looking at something and then he's like oh i can't see it anymore better take a break
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. right wow okay
2: my head's gone straight to the matrix i don't know why and like that bit where he like mm. puts his hand in the mirror i don't know why but it's yeah. not there um <laughs> so no everything just goes a bit weird and um yeah i'm like right time time off Time
1: mm.
2: out because I do a lot of kind of RT close up editing don't I and then all of mm. a sudden I'll be like oh okay that's enough
0: so yeah mm. yeah okay cool I mean uh yeah I thought that'd be interesting to explore as well because if other people struggle with the same thing is like you know what kind of things can you look out for like personally what happens to me is if I've been looking at something like uh f- your vision like right like you know, focusing on on something uh to you know, right in front of me um what's interesting is is i kind of feel a bit discombobulated is like uh you know that's so
2: weird <laughs> that you said that you know at the beginning when you're like think of a word, that right.
0: word. <laughs> discombobulated well there you go is yeah. telepathy i said to jude before we started recording i was like you know what let's just play a game where you just say a word and we'll make a conversation out of that word and um and we'll relate it back to whatever the kind of stuff we talk about in the convers in, in the conversational podcast and there you go i just read your mind and uh we got there
2: <laughs> but in my head i was like uh oh what does yeah. it mean because i'll get it wrong <laughs> and then go will laugh at me
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter if you get it wrong it's like then that just means i can say whatever the hell i want i can just riff yeah, yeah. um and make something up i could be like hey, yeah, yeah it just yeah. means you ate too much food <laughs>
2: No, I know that it doesn't mean that But (laughs) I'm not quite sure exactly what it means But
0: but there you go, you put it in a sentence, well done Yeah, it's like (laughs) like spelling bee Can you use it in a sentence? I should ask you to spell it now Um, (laughs) No It's like don't make me do that It is, um, yeah, that's the feeling I get I kind of start to feel like I'm losing mental focus Um, Cognitively I just feel like I get a little bit all over the place and um so that's yeah hence the discombobulation and i feel a little like sh- sh- a stress i wouldn't even say there's a strain on the eyes i just feel like there's a little bit of a stress that's building as well so along with that discombobulation pressure. just not no not even pressure i just feel like mental stress okay. i just like okay start to feel like eh, something's something's not right so then i start to try and practice looking off practice looking off into the distance because you know if i'm stuck in a freaking at home is like you know especially if it's like you know it's raining or something i mean at the end of the day i look out my window i just see a building 20 meters away from me you know so it's not that helpful but um That's tricky. That's tricky. yeah so yeah. so i mean the things you can do is just practice diverging your vision basically it's like yeah. you know just yeah, like, like
2: narrow, wide narrow.
0: exactly yeah. wide narrow wide narrow and uh, and that yeah and that seems to and that not doesn't seem to it does help because you know, it's it's what the information, what is that relaying back to your nervous system is like, oh, okay, I can relax now. So mm-hmm. um, it puts you out of that stress state. So that's what I kind of start to notice. And um, especially, it makes it even worse if it's like scrolling and I'm using social media. And if it's been like 15 minutes or something yeah. like that, that's when I go oh yeah there's something inside me that is saying get off this get off this get off this and i just have to put it away otherwise that um feel yeah that kind of i feel distracted i feel discombobulated i feel like that mental stress coming on also because the other thing the other feeling that i get is that i'm not being productive um, because i'm just mindlessly scrolling stuff that i don't really need to be doing and it's not actually so you know you know some people might say oh you know give yourself a break it's like well actually there's better things i can do with that break time as well because
1: it's, oh my God. yeah
0: it's not actually letting you relax it's just no. you're constantly really receiving nice. colorful stimulating and uh, inf- information and people's opinions which don't have any nuance and uh, you know they're, they're there to trigger you to th- and it's all that kind of stuff that's going on as well so it's like uh, it off. And um, yeah, I've used social media a lot less this week and I feel better for it as well. So it makes a difference.
2: Uh, yeah, I have too. In fact, in general, I, I scroll less and I do that thing of, I post and run. I just, I can't, <laughs> I don't, I don't really enjoy being in that space. I know with social mm. media, it's a kind of two way street. If you want to do well on social media, you have to kind of put in the time, but I'm like, I don't want to. I find mm. it hard work scrolling and, liking and all that sort of stuff i actually as soon as i start scrolling i'm like oh no i've got to put it down so i probably get five photos in and then that's it i'm done
1: Mm.
2: you know so i I feel like i've i've kind of got to grips yeah with social media and that i'm not on there very much at all dip in and out do Mm. your thing go and and that's it really i uh Mm.
0: it's
2: kind of boring there's other stuff to be doing right so Mm. yeah
0: yeah yeah well yeah there's more productive stuff to be doing it's just mm. finding that um, well i guess we could say like you know finding that balance with use of social media because you know it's pros and cons it's like it's got its caveats yeah. it's got its uses um you know connecting with people all that kind of stuff as well but yeah and staying connected with people but i don't know there's there's also this really side of there, it which it? yeah yeah Is. i don't know yeah yeah exactly there's, I mean, there's a lot to say about uh, the potential, you know, pitfalls and um, uh, virtues of social media and and everything. But, uh, yeah, there's kind of, I don't know, it's like the echo chambers can grow bigger as well. Like, you know, a lot of times, <laughs> yeah, you're just looking for. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go like off piste on this one as well. But it's just basically, you know, part of it is like, okay, you have access and and uh, the ability to uh, follow or interact with lots of different kinds of people now. And um, on social media, it doesn't necessarily have to be people who are directly in your sphere and not exactly, you know, they don't have to be people who believe the things that you believe. Um, yeah. And, and that could be you know that could be useful uh, to the extent that um, it just gives you a different perspective it gives you something to weigh in on uh, or sorry gives you something to take in and lean on and just think about and you know it could be it could, a, a different perspective which helps you widen your um, uh, widen your horizons um, but it just also seems like you just find more and more of the people who think exactly the way that you do and um and then you end up having you know you just watch that kind of play out for longer and longer and longer and longer and and you end up seeing a massive divide um and you end up having a situation like you did part of the thing is you end up having a situation like you did in the states where there's like you know the, the twitter sphere is outraged that someone like donald trump gets into power but it's like well just remember that there's only like i don't know i can't remember the numbers but it's like th- maybe 10 percent maximum 20 percent of the u.s population is on is on twitter and everybody else is just not so there's so many people who are not involved in the conversation that you're forgetting exist so it's like yeah that i mean that's going to be one little thing that's going to uh, make you realize that twitter isn't it isn't the uh isn't the be all and end all or, Social media is not the be all and end all, and uh, it's not. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not necessarily representative of reality. Plus, um, the way the, the way it, the shit just keeps evolving on there is everything becomes more and more and more polarized. So you never actually. Uh, so you never get to a point where other people, uh, you can interact with other people, um, and have an understanding for their point of view. Because by the time that starts to happen, it's so polarized, and you think they're so off off target that you're like oh no screw that person i don't want anything to do with them and it's what is wild um it's wild that you kind of see that divergence going on and it's it's weird because it's representative like it's kind of like that whole thing of like the loud minority because majority of people aren't necessarily in that i mean i think there's polls of like saying things like 70 percent of um americans are like we're just in the middle. We just want to hear both sides and then take uh, take our pick. Um, but then it's the people on the either end which make the most noise. And then you just think, is that what the world's like? You know, is that what's what's going on? And they're the ones who are making the most noise on social media. And really, is because it's just like regular, regular. like most people are just regular folks. It's like I'm one of them where I'm like, I'm not participating in that conversation because I don't give a shit to. And most yeah. people are going to be the same. It's like they'll rather talk about it in yeah. their... their spheres or something and then so yeah you get to you get to see this kind of mutant um of what's actually happening in reality and then Mm -hmm. somehow that ends up playing out in reality and yeah it's just it's just nuts so um that's why we have to kind of be careful of our social media use i guess and um and yeah and just kind of take it all on um take it all with a bit of a pinch of salt and use it maybe to investigate things further rather than take it as gospel as well as, um, yeah. Like the way we have conversations with people realize that that this is not the way to have conversations with people. You're always going to miss a ton of nuance. If the only way you're interacting with somebody is like, you know, maximum 280 characters on a thread and, um, and yeah, yeah. There's,
2: there's loads of stuff. And the way people interact on social mm. media, it's like, whether it's positive or negative, it's it's almost like extreme, isn't it? You wouldn't right, yeah. react like that necessarily or um, mm. in, in real life, you know? Even right. even if it's a positive comment on a feed, it's mm. still like overly... To, <laughs> to someone that you don't even really know though, uh, right. not me, but I, I see it all the time and and overly friendly and overly enthusiastic, or, oh God, the trolls and, and how they react to certain posts, and it's like, are you like that in real life? Do you actually yeah. go around talking like that? Hmm. Um, so, yeah, you have these two extremes, or just people being narky online and being somewhere in the middle of that, and it's like, I don't know, it's so easy to be one way when you're sat with so many layers of, I guess, protection, it's very easy to put your point across. But you imagine you're in a room with all those people and that main person that you're posting on there, whatever it is, would you be as ballsy? You know, it's like- Yeah, and the answer's gonna be no. (laughs) No, and I would rather be my authentic self, whether it's online or in person, then do you see what I'm saying? It's it's like, I wouldn't ever be overly friendly or enthusiastic on someone's posts that I didn't know. And, and I, that's because I'm like that in real life, but so many people are and, and it's like, why? Mm -hmm. And really it's like, it's interaction again. And it's, everyone's got an agenda with social media, I think as well. Um, Mm -hmm. They comment because they want something, or they want people to see them, or whatever it is. But I don't know. I I feel like I'm kind of not done with it. But as I say, I'm in and out, and I'm not going to interact Mm. uh, Mm. on that level.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's um, that is a good observation as well. It does happen. So you, you, there's a lot of authenticity missing and um, and that's a really hard thing to actually try and maintain when you're just surrounded by inauthenticity um so um like you know a great example in our world and like the health and fitness world is just basically seeing stacked dudes all over instagram just posting about how, you know like um how you know the workout of the day we just pump we just got our pump on and uh, they're looking great and everybody's like oh shit you know i've been training for like you know five months while i look like that you know or i've been training for two years while i look like that and um everybody's like you know daily grind and all that kind of stuff i'm going to say like i will say as well like obviously i'm not going to knock it completely because social media has virtues as well because you do find your pockets where it's like this is a great community to be a part of you know this is a great like people to follow um good information good vibes all that kind of stuff i mean that's what that's why i'm on it as well i mean i follow um professionals who have a valued opinion um who challenge the, some who challenge the opinion that i hold so it makes me think about things in a slightly different way or take on board what they're thinking you uh, people who i agree with um you know people who are like all that kind of stuff is just um uh, it and you know People who create a good tribe or create a good community around uh, whatever they're doing, so yeah. totally happy with that. And Good entertainment as well, you know. this that's like, Let's not forget, like that's probably a really good aspect of it as well. Um, it's just getting good entertainment. I, fi- I find like I end up finding out news through memes, and then I'm like, oh shit, yes, that happened. Maybe I need to go yeah. look it up, right? Me too. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you know, it's just like, um, What's
1: happened? oh,
0: yeah, exactly. You just get sent a ton of memes or something like that. You're like, what? What is this about? And then. You actually go look it up. I was like, "Oh shit! Right, there's there's a there's a Viking in the Oval Office, in <laughs> or wherever whichever part of the um... yeah, I remember that name. Yeah. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna f- I forgot what the the name of the house was. Um, uh, but yeah, anyway, so I saw those and I was like, "Oh, this is hilarious!" And I was like, "Oh no, wait, this is actually happening. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, right. I got to go find this out," you know. So that was yeah. a hell of a start to 2021. But um, yeah. uh, but anyway, yeah, like uh yeah so it was just like let's just caveat and be saying like there is there is always that good shit but yeah it's that inauthenticity so you've got these insta fitness models and stuff and just being like hey here's you know it's all about the daily grind you know get up work hard mm-hmm. and you can achieve this too or whatever they're never telling you that these dudes are basically up to the eyeballs in uh, performance enhancing drugs because mm-hmm. For the people that are on there, it's like you do not look like that, and you do not sustain that with without that, right? So you can you can pretty much be confident knowing that most of these people are taking some sort of um, some sort of performance enhancement, whether it's a testosterone replacement, whether it's some actual androgens, or whether it's like you know whatever it can be that is going to help them get into the shape and then keep that shape. And then you have got regular Joes and being like you know. It's that whole comparison model body image thing as well Is like okay was well, like why don't i look like that i train pretty hard i've trained for a long time like what's going on here and then you start to figure out that um uh fir- well first of all you gotta ask yourself the question do you even want to look like that why are you comparing yourself to that well you know all that kind of stuff of just like what is it about your existence which means you feel like you have to look like that and if you're not getting there you're a failure you know all that kind of thing so yeah. there's that aspect of it but then it's like nobody really knows the truth and uh, because nobody's actually talking about the truth because they're making it seem like um this is something that is attainable but they they they're they're, 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 uh, they're not revealing the actual way that they've gone about attaining this thing um so uh, yeah I'll make that statement uh, just look at most people and I'm like yeah you're taking you're taking something <laughs> and and yeah. uh, I will be I'll be more willing to bet that that's true than not true. Okay, there's very few people who will look a certain way, especially the older they get, and not be on uh, and not be on something. So that's something for average people to know. Is like yeah, they might be promoting you know the work hard, stay hard, get hard. Um, you'll you'll achieve your thing, but the there's you have to sift through the bullshit there's there's so much that isn't being talked about and um it's difficult to notice the inauthenticity but when you start to when you start to kind of look around a little bit and you realize how things are being spoken what's being spoken the it's you you start to get a little bit of a flavor for it you might not even be able to put your finger on it but you start to get a flavor for it and um and that's that's one of the reasons why I, whenever i've f- uh, that's one of the reasons why I back away from social media big time. It's just like that lack of authenticity that you end up seeing a lot often. So there's very few accounts where you can follow them and be like, yeah, that's that's authentic. You know, they're they're saying something in line with who they are, what they are, even with what they're selling. I don't care if you're selling something as long as it's done authentically. And uh, there's so much nonsense out there. It's like I don't know. What's your like, what's your experience with that? Do you see the same thing, or are there yeah, other
2: I I, I think other kind of things that triggered? Yeah, you, you you become wise to it, don't you? You you gain that knowledge that it is bullshit. I mean, I guess for me, like I I, I, I with women, it's it's less that they're on drug enha- or enhancement drugs, but more that they're maybe not eating as well as they should be. They're they're peddling nutrition, even though they're probably not looking after the nutrition that well. Um, they're training maybe more than they're letting on, that kind mm. of thing um, maybe drugs in a different way I don't know um, but it's certainly not steroids or anything like that but it's just unhealthy lifestyle behind that look mm. um, I don't know uh, it, 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 and I, I guess it goes back to something I was talking about last week as well it's just this whole idea of nutrition and one way of eating being the way to fix everything because it isn't and and you see a lot of it online these people look amazing and they have this way of eating or this way of training but what we're not taking into account is what's going on behind that machine that marketing machine because a lot of them have Mm. huge marketing machines behind them but also um you know what what their day-to-day actually does look like um, because the, everyone's always going to put their best foot forward on social media yeah sometimes mm-hmm. you might get the odd vulnerable posts but you're never going to know what someone's doing day to day realistically mm-hmm. and yeah they they might not be looking after themselves as well um, so it is it's like take everything you see on social media with a pinch of salt because you just don't know and it's even it's even people that you know uh, uh are talking about mental health and wellness and things like that and it's like are you looking after your mental health how are mm. you as a person do you know what i mean it's like i feel like again it's just that that putting their best foot forward saying their bit about whatever it is but are they practicing what they preach mm. we don't know you know it's, <coughs> it's like you may feel like it comes from a place of authenticity but you genuinely don't know. No one's perfect. No one leads their life behind mm. the scenes. They really, really don't. Um, mm. So I think it is just becoming a little bit more uh, knowledgeable about that and, and knowing that not everything's real. Yeah. Whatever sphere you're in, everyone yeah. struggles.
0: Hmm. Yeah, everybody's got their own shit to deal with yeah you know just again you're going to find very few people who are at that level who um have that level of authenticity all right so this has made me think of something that um i've picked up from the awakening from the meaning crisis lecture series so far mm-hmm. with um mm-hmm. john viveki so i've been thinking about it it blew my mind uh, but also it makes complete sense to me so i'm going to try and relay what i've th- think I've got out of it as well and it relates to this so it's the idea of intuition right so intuition is a gut is a gut feeling and um so sometimes it's too much information to actually explicitly figure out so you have to you you default to your gut feeling of like all right well this feels like the right thing to do you know it's coming from it's coming from that coming from the gut and um and so the way you make decisions from your gut is basically um it's an implicit system whereby what's what's happened over time is you've been in an environment where you have picked up on patterns in the environment right so this is what your brain is really really good at doing you know we'll know that from you know some of the stuff that we study is like your brain is really good at just basically picking up on patterns and then making predictions off those patterns and then correcting those predictions if something just that any information that it takes in doesn't uh, quite fit with uh, with the paradigm that it currently operates from so um and then funny enough when it doesn't do that that's when you get things like cognitive bias right so um yeah so you're in an environment and you're picking up um the information and the millions and millions of bits of data stream that are in the environment and your body's taking it in and it's basically recognizing patterns in its non-conscious way it's not it's not like you're doing this consciously and then so over time what you end up doing is building up intuition where you have a feeling about something you're like something's not right about this Uh, i can't put my finger on why but you know i have to I have to say in you know, a gut feeling i'm out of this scenario it's because you're it's because of having been in this environment where you're picking up tons and tons of implicit information and putting it into and your brain's putting it into patterns you have um taken that in and that's become your intuition essentially that's how sorry you're using that as a guide for making decisions that you can't really um f- figure out like you know uh, there's no there's, uh, you're not making consciously so you have to rely on that part of you so does that make sense so far?
2: It does. It, it carry on. Mm. Um, I have questions. Carry on, yes.
0: Yeah, okay, cool. Make sure you ask them as well because I want to I want to make sure that I know what I'm saying here as well. At least I, th- I think I know where I'm going with this. Okay. So So then basically the prerequisite there is then you need to be in an environment which is giving you good information so you can have good intuition, right? So if you're not in a good environment, if you're in a shitty environment, um which is Describe providing you...
2: What do you mean? Like when you say fit environment, what do you mean?
0: So this is where I relate it back to social media. So mm-hmm. you, if you're, I mean, there's so many kids now growing up with their sphere being social media, right? It's like they'll interact less with people and actually more online. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about the level of in- inauthenticity that we're seeing, then if that's all you're bombarded with, your again, your brain is picking up on all these patterns and being like, okay, well, this is the way of operating in the world, and it's done on a subconscious level. Then you are you are taking in information. Then any gut into gut feelings or intuitions um, that you're making decisions on are not based on uh, good information that is in your environment, right? So if you're surrounded by inauthenticity, then your your instinct is to Acting authentically, even though you think you're being authentic, maybe, right? So th- this yeah. is is where it could get a little bit like uh, twisted. However, so that's that's the thing that you're seeing. That's that's all you, that you're a part of, and then so you don't have a sense when somebody is actually being inauth- inauthentic. Is is where I'm going with this? So over time, okay. you're in that environment long enough, where uh, even your intuition can't tell you that you're in a situation which isn't isn't right. Uh, ultimately, isn't good and you're in an inauthentic situation. And so that's just going to read more and more and more and more inauthenticity, right? So I think that's part of the nature of social media as well, is like that's what trending is all about. That's what something going viral is all about, is like it just makes its way through society, i.e. social media. And, um, and you know, we're led to believe implicitly that this is how things are supposed to be i guess like you know this is this is what's right and then so your your ability to make decisions off that kind of stuff is is kind of impaired um and so that's yeah that's what i'm getting at so we're now uh it's it's affecting our it could be affecting our intuitions it could be affecting our ability to make sound judgments when uh we're unable to Uh, when we're picking up patterns from our environment and the environment is kind of is leaning towards being more sick.
2: Okay. So if we go Mm. back and you gave the example of children being in that environment of social media, right? But if Mm. we, if, if we can just track back to what you were saying about intuition is created from patterns and from understanding your environment. If we step away from social media for a second and look at that child's environment, i.e. Mm. their actual reality, their, their hard, hardware environment, if you like, so outside, like their parents and, and who they're interacting with. Um, if, if their patterns within that environment, so with their parents or their friends or whatever clubs they go to, if, if that's more healthy, yeah, they have a link into social media, but if they have more healthy patterning if you like, then maybe that authenticity and that ability to uh, use their intuition to find that bullshit online, maybe, maybe that will help them. I think of it from my son's mm. aspect, my, my son's point of view. He does use social media a little bit, but it's all quite, it's all quite innocent mm-hmm. because he knows that I'm there and I'm on him. And I'm looking like he looks at things to do with Japan and Korea because he's interested in in that kind of stuff and I'm mm-hmm. just like and I, I'm sitting there listening to you and I'm like yeah I think that can happen when you have a peer group that's influencing that environment as well but yeah. if you have healthy influencers as well within within your reality then work it out with me i'm like maybe mm. there is there is a point where y- you know you can smell the bullshit i, mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. you know what i mean so yeah, yeah, totally. for us it's like mm-hmm. okay you and i we do a podcast i have lots of friends that will call out bullshit and and go you know that that's that's crap what are you looking at and and i think that's that's what's required isn't it to mm-hmm help your intuition and your understanding and your guidance otherwise if you haven't got that and you have a shitty peer group or whatever it is a work environment that isn't helping you in that authenticity or in in that that realm then yeah then you're gonna you're gonna kind of interact with more inauthentic things mm. online does that make any sense i was just kind of riffing mm. off that but yeah yeah that's yeah, kind yeah no, of why that's... i was thinking
0: yeah fully so yeah because it comes down to environment essentially is like you know how much time you're spending Mm. in this environment and picking up the patterns in that environment and uh, so you basically because you can't explicitly uh train your that specific ability to pick up on patterns to make it become part of you um it has to be implicit so the implicit thing is is like well what's the first place to start is essentially creating a good environment for somebody to dwell in and, uh, and and live in Right. so yeah so the first and foremost thing is, is like try and have it so in <laughs> reality you're grounded in a strong environment in a good environment and yes. then whatever goes on out, out there in online is just something that you're you know maybe participating in but like you said taking it with a pinch of salt and mm-hmm. but i think the problem maybe is and the way it looks like is going is most people are spending their most of their time in that in that space in social media um online rather than actually living in the so-called real world so the that kind of ratio is flipping and um and so there's there's all the unseen consequences of uh, of that going on and uh, and that transition happening so, yeah, so fully I agree. I, I get where you're coming from is like if the real environment is strong, then it can help when that individual goes into this other environment. However, um, our ability to make decisions and, and and ability to rely on our intuition and stuff is uh, maybe becoming impaired if that kind of ratio is flipped and we're hanging around in spaces where there's, well, Let's stick to the example that we used where there's lots of inauthenticity and, and that's what people are getting wrapped up in.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it is tricky. Um, and I suppose it's, if it's you, it's almost like you have to have a reality check if you can. If it's someone that you know that's getting involved and going down that rabbit hole of social media, then you kind of have to put them in check as well. So... Mm-hmm. It is really tricky, and and it, it kind of reminds me of when you were talking about the pandemic. It's like this this is what the pandemic has done. You know, we're all kind mm-hmm. of it's almost like sent us into that social media world, and what mm-hmm. you choose to look at on social media is going to be hugely important, especially during a pandemic or mm-hmm. as we come out of it. So. Yeah, it's a, it's such a big topic, and, and it's something that I worry about, raising a child and, and, and a mm. near teen. Um, but I guess I'm lucky in that he's very good. He'll come to me and go, I've just been sent this. This is, this is wrong, isn't it? This isn't right. And I'm like, yes, correct. And so I think if you have that relationship, if we're, if we're talking about children, if you have that relationship with your child and they're not hiding things from you, then you you can help them to see that authenticity. It's the problem mm. lies is when it's either you and, and you're in that world or they're kind of being sucked in and they're not talking about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's man. That's tricky. <laughs> it's just so I much don't even navigate. I tell you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know what's gonna happen. It's like, it's like, I'm just imagining it's like just having kids and just being like irrelevant to them because they're like the only thing they give a shit about is being on social media or playing computer games or something.
2: <laughs> but, then, but then you create that as a mm. parent, like you yeah. either do that benign type parenting where you're like, you just let them have it or, mm. or you actually, you give them rules and, and constraints. Mm. Rules and constraints but and and actually with my son he he doesn't play computer games he's not really on social media a little bit but i I just think it's it's how you parent and 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 the way that you do it is is key uh Mm -hmm. and that's environment isn't it so
0: yeah yeah Yeah. just um it's just the sense that i just parenting is just something that puts you in a perennial state of anxiety
2: (laughs) oh god i can tell you all the time my son um had his first like taste of independence this week Um, he had a little summer school thing and he was walking to school and back yeah nice but i tell you like the anxiety (laughs) of having him walk to school i mean i even have an app that tracks him and he knows about it like it's one of those uh, we both have it um yeah it's still really hard because you just think mm. of all these things that can go wrong mm. <laughs> so yeah. yeah you never stop worrying you really really don't but you yeah. know do you have kids <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah worry. it's like uh,
0: yeah no it's just just be just just accept the fact that it's like the biggest kept secret in the world just how fucking hard it is to have kids <laughs> yeah. Correct. Yeah. and to raise
2: them yeah um, it, it, it is hard but it's, it's beautiful as well. And it's, it's one of those things that it is like a secret club until you, you don't, but you can't really explain it until you're in it. And it's not intentional. Mm. It's
0: just, I feel it. like it is, you know, sometimes Something I feel too. like it is intentional. Really? I'm like, yeah, it's just like, you know, it's, just, it's like you finally become a parent. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. You're going to get it now as well. It's like, what, why didn't you just let us in? Why didn't you just, like, tell us, like, what I like to be prepared, what to expect? you whatever
2: you need to know. Whatever you want to know, I will Oops. tell you so that when the time comes, you are prepared.
0: <laughs> yeah. I bet you're going to tell me a bunch of, <laughs> you're feed me a line of crap, and then I'm going to get there. And you're just going to no.
2: go. <laughs> no, I no. Would. I'm not like that. You know that.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. But I don't know. You, maybe you'd love to see me suffer on some level.
2: No. <laughs> honestly like you know when you have that first child you get you you don't want anyone to like be messing with you with that like, how hard it is and what you need to know i yeah. will you know give you as much advice and give like actually you get to move on from there that that was 11 yeah. years ago this is now <laughs> i'll be like oh okay
0: yeah it's happened quickly yeah <laughs> yeah it's um sure. no i think there's there's just so much about it It's like you know having friends who are going through it and uh, and just watching them, obviously having Cindy uh, Huffington on the podcast mm-hmm. as well from Precurious Neuron and just having a really great conversation with her about um, you know essentially parenting and raising a kid and all the trials and tribulations that come with it and yeah. what can we expect and like there's just so much that is is just completely unknown and then yeah. um, I don't know the variability of the quality of advice. I gets given out as well it's it's yeah it's tricky it doesn't seem like it's i don't know it's also <laughs> this is kind of like in that social media world as well or like the <laughs> there's a funny one it's like me and my friend's joke is like you know we're becoming tamagotchis do you remember tamagotchis
1: <laughs>
0: yes, <I do>. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like like i'm sure sh- like sh- you gotta remember like people who are listening you gotta remember what tamagotchi is it was just like it was like that first instance of like when you're a kid of giving getting given some responsibility or actually willfully taking on responsibility yourself because it turned yes. into a game yeah. it's like i remember you know just having that little pocket thing that was on a key ring and then just shoving it in my pocket and checking on it every now and then it's like oh right there's this robotic uh sorry there's this computerized cat that's taken the shit and i need to clean up the shit okay and then Then it got to a stage where everybody was distracted at school, right? (laughs) Yeah, everything died. Yeah, everything died. So you can't have that. So they just banned it from schools and then you'd come home and then your cat shat everywhere and it was basically (laughs) dying and then you couldn't look after it. It was like, what the hell is this? This is no fun. But anyway, um, but yeah, it's like we're coming like real-life Tamagotchis. You You got like... um, A little bit different. Yeah, well, you got, like, apps to um, track what's happening with your with your kids as well. Like, you know, you start to enter data in of, like, you know, here's when they pooped, here's when they went to sleep, here's when oh, they ate, wow. all that kind of stuff. And then all, <laughs> like, what starts to happen is, is it will go off. And then it's like, oh, you're supposed to have taken a shit by now. And then you look at your baby. It hasn't taken a crap. It's like, oh, we're just going to change the nappy anyway. I'm like, what? <laughs> What's, what's this? It's like, this what is like what happened where intuition to
2: intuition yeah. in. It's like Yeah, but it's like this... than
0: an app. Yeah, but also like building intuition is harder to do than to use an app, right? It's like having an intuition about your kid is harder to do than just be like, oh the app said so. And uh, so it's like what the hell is that? So we're getting even further removed from understanding like what it is to be a parent oh, and how to do it well.
2: Yeah, I would do one (laughs) of those apps and actually just use your intuition. Mm. Um, Yeah, uh, you will know instinctively as a parent what your kid needs. If you're tuned in and and you're bonding and you Mm. have bonded, like we talked about with Cindy, um, skin to skin, all of that, even as a dad, uh, then you'll instinctively know. Yeah, I love
0: (laughs) that. yeah well I love how you have to throw that in as well even as a dad <laughs> it's like oh, I didn't yeah dad's do that. get no, no but it's true no, no no but it's true it's like dad's like get involved it's like the amount of stories I've heard of just um because you know a
2: lot of them don't
0: yeah baby gets in, baby comes along and then like okay there's that feeling of like what is mo- like we discussed it again with Cindy is like that was a good episode I think oh, people yeah I think that was number 60 so people should go back and listen to that one especially if you're <clears throat> know people who are having kids and send it on to them and you know want to understand more about child development as well and all that kind of stuff but just um yeah okay there's that idea of not knowing what your role is and you feel like you're a little bit pushed aside and then you know you're just in court between a rock and a hard place you never realize if you're doing the right thing or whatever Mm -hmm. but then there's also like actively like trying to avoid your duties as well like i get that sense there's a lot of like laddishness um from from new dads of just like uh, you know whatever i get to try and figure out how to go on a stag or go to the pub while yeah. uh, while the wifey takes that. care of the baby. And yeah. it's like, you're a dickhead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so it's like yeah. it just that that kind of stuff is just really that just it just bothers me, basically. It's yeah. like uh, Well then you're gonna be a time. great
2: dad. You're gonna be a great <laughs> yeah. dad. He's gonna use his intuition and his instinct and not need a bloody app and, you know, you're gonna bond <laughs> beautifully and you're not gonna be like, right, I'm off you're all yeah. right A couple of days cheers um yeah, yeah. i'm going anyway I'm, t- I'm going
0: I'm, I'm going to jiu-jitsu and i'm just making my baby stay on the mats and be like yeah soak it up you know get yeah, in the fighting spirit either
2: <laughs> don't, maybe don't do that either why
0: not but, yeah like <laughs> that, that what yeah
2: no but yes you're
0: fine hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah you say that and then i'll be i'll be yeah. Kids will be slowly killing me. Oh, my God, this is so hard. I
2: think you might find the sleep hard, G, but, you know, you you Mm -hmm. will get used to it. I mean, I used to be a lot like you in that I loved my sleep and I would sleep solidly and get up at, you know, a a reasonable hour. But when you do have a kid, that all goes. So (laughs) I think you might find it hard for the first maybe year and then you'll be all right.
0: I think I should should do like a, a feeding and a sleeping schedule just like my baby <laughs> it's what like you, well, then, you know it's like you know babies on a feeding schedule or napping schedule and everything I'm like yeah I want one of those <laughs> I'm like I'll just nap uh I, I get fed at I certain know. times yeah I know that'd be amazing um,
2: yeah that's the one thing it's just like yeah lots of people say it's like they this is one of the one of the lines that really bothers me is getting your life back i can't wait (laughs) until i get my life back and it's you hear that a lot yeah well no when i I had a younger child when i had a younger child you i can't wait to get or you must must be really excited about getting your life back you know like when he's five and he's sleeping through and it's just like bloody hell but uh, my life back it's like my life is different it's it's never going to be the same Mm. again i'm never going to get it back it's it, hmm. this is it this is this is how it it rolls now it's like I, I find i find those kind of things really weird or get your figure back and it's like my figure <laughs> is never going to be the same as how it was pre-baby but heck it's much stronger and better than it was so yeah i just find hmm. it funny those those kind of sayings that you get like, yeah. get your get your life back get your body back it's, like, yeah. it's not the be all and end all it's like everything <laughs> changes you get her yeah. life back but it's a
0: new and a more amazing, enhanced life. I think, but yeah. Mm. Yeah, fully. That's um. Oh, that's so funny. It's just almost like for years. Just imagine saying that for years. You know, it was like several years. You just, like, I just can't, like, I can't wait to get my life back. He's like, why did you do this? Why did you do this in the first place? Exactly. like, that's all I can think. It's like, yeah, it just surely you understand the, the fact that life is never going to be the same again after you've had a kid. So what are you trying to get back to? Is the only way is forward.
2: Yeah, so that's a nice. That's a nice way of saying it. Have you? Maybe we can discuss this. But do you know anyone that did have a kid and was like, "Oh shit, that that was that was a bad idea"? Do you know anyone like that, or is everyone like, "This is the most amazing thing that's happened to me"?
0: Yeah. When um, well, I, the feeling that I get from. Most of the friends I'm hanging out with is like, yeah you know this is great. I mean it's freaking hard, but it's great. And then I explicitly asked a couple of friends as well when we are hanging out and and, um, and I was like, no, what is it like? Like tell me what, how would you sum up the first year And it's like, honestly, it's been the best year of my life. so um, which is which is which you know it's beautiful' it's like ultimately be yeah, like that's yeah, good. it's hard. yeah it's like they say yes, it's hard, but it is the best year of my life because you know, what are you doing is' like the greatest project that you're ever going to undertake, right? yeah and really? um so so yeah so that was yeah it's kind of cool to hear is like you know regardless of the you know, trials tribulations how difficult things can be is like yeah this is the most rewarding fulfilling best year of their life in in their sense and so was that
2: mums and dads or more mums or both
0: i heard that from a mother um but i wouldn't Yeah, you i know, wouldn't say that was the, the dad yeah, because I know the mother through the dad, so I would think that she's speaking for both of them. Okay. Uh, in this right. instance. Um cool. Yeah. So yeah, which is cool. So yeah, I don't know anybody who's like how can I outright gone. Oh shit, that was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, it'd be interesting to come across and come across mm-hmm. that and be like, All right, well, let's 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 figure this out, right? It's like I mean, there's no oh, turning yeah. back. So let's yeah. uh, let's figure it out. Um, what about you?
2: I'm actually, I asked the question, but I'm like, no, I don't think off the top of my head, I know anyone that was like, oh, shit, that's a bad idea. Um, even baby number two or number three, even. Um, no. Like, everyone I know has has done such an amazing job as a mother. They're all amazing mothers.
1: Hmm.
2: And this was when, in my text you. this is what I meant about Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman mm. um just like I, I see all my friends and you know they they do so much and one of my friends has gone through a really difficult time recently and I was with her yesterday and it was like she's done so well and it was just like it was just a real like I felt like paying my respect and and to honor everyone and saying like we're all Wonder Woman really and I know obviously <laughs> guys as well but I just like I look at all my friends um you know all the women that i know and and i have clients come into the studio and some of them have gone through such hard times and i'm like you're all amazing and mothers not mothers you know professionals whatever it is wherever you are whatever you're doing it's just we all have a lot to do and i think everyone's amazing for that reason you know i see everyone mm. navigating life and 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 doing it really well and and yeah sometimes it's hard even if you're not going through hard times it's It's do I still think we are all wonder women? So yeah, not to like poo-poo guys or anything like that. It was just something that I really noticed this week in my world that, you know, I know such amazing people. So that was it.
0: Nice. It's good. It's good to be surrounded by powerful people.
2: Yeah, that's an important thing, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you just um yeah, it just reminds you, you know, it's just inspiring as well. So you obviously yeah. you seem quite inspired by it too. So yeah, that's why I it's really important.
2: Just like, but it was more just like watching people either navigate difficulty, navigate difficult, you know, situations and and handle them. And I think that's that's such a powerful thing to witness, or listening to people's stories in my studio and and seeing that they've come out the other side or they're doing something about it to help mm. Them navigate the difficulty that they might be going through, and it's like, uh, you know, and so so many times I just want to say you're amazing. I never do because you know it's the first session; you don't want to scare them off. But a lot of the time, I just want to say, you can't really
0: scare you can't really scare anybody off. by calling them amazing.
2: No, I know, but it's like, whoa, all right, love, calm down. But it's like you know, <laughs> so it's British. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know. Maybe I should, but it's just like you are amazing, and and you know, to go through difficulty and to still want to come out the other end and and do something about it is is amazing so uh, you know i take I take my health to all the strong women that i know um mm. we're all, we're all wonder There
0: <laughs> you go. you come so across any no i think you deal mostly you deal with a lot of women right and i'm wondering in like or in your life Please. or in extended circles as well as like have you seen the equivalent of the, the the wonder woman the superman
2: yes of course mm. i'm surrounded okay. by them right? right that's the thing it's like okay so yeah if we want to look at the guys in my life then absolutely like i i feel like i'm surrounded by the the superheroes as well absolutely mm. like you're all out there doing your thing so Yeah, for sure. I guess I guess just this week I was thinking about it from that point of view that I see, Mm. you know, people like a lot of the women that I know like having well not a lot, but some of them having a difficult time and it just made me think about that. But yeah, and this is one of the things, it's like over the last few years I've I've really changed my environment and the people that I surround myself with and the guys Mm. that I surround myself with are definitely like that kind of level of, you know, just very strong, know what they want, know what they're doing, like they, they, they work hard and but also just lovely people and mm. and not twats and just yeah, it's really important because there are <laughs> yeah. out there, so <laughs>
0: yeah, so exactly. yeah,
2: you're all set the bar low as well. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. what do you want from a guy? Don't be a twat. That's
2: it. I'll tell you, no, but I'll tell you, dude, that's quite important. <laughs> Don't be an arsehole. Don't be an arsehole, please. Yeah. You know, be a nice guy. Yeah. Um, hmm. And then we'll work from there. But, yeah, I think I've surrounded myself with guys that I see as, as strong, but, you know, lovely people, and that's important as well.
0: hm. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just curious because it was like, yeah, pay my props to the women, but I was like, I'm just making sure that um, that's obvious on, on the other end of the spectrum as well. Because, yeah, I mean, like I was just yeah. talking about how I've noticed or heard of like dudes become dads and like they're not playing an active role. And that's just, that's a bit of shit. So I was making sure, I was wondering if like that's it, if you're noticing the same thing or if, um, you know, they're, they're pulling their weight and being supermen as well. Mm-hmm
2: yeah um yeah of the, of the yeah the dads that i do uh, i i do spend time with but you know even non-dads it's like i think it's just over the last years i think you just make a decision as well yourself about who you want to have who you want to be surrounded by and one of my things was is like i just want kind lovely people you know who have my back but are also going to make me better and make me mm. make me level up make me a better person um challenge me but encourage me so mm. and, I've, and i have that so like whether yeah. you're male or female i have a lot of that in my life and um and that's really important to me how about mm. you
0: uh what do i have those kinds of people around yeah 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 fully um yeah 100 percent. It's just um Yeah, I'm lucky. I'm I'm lucky, but I'm also, I guess I'm a little bit ruthless like that as well. It's just like, as soon as I notice that somebody's just like, meh, you're a bit of a waste of space. Just, I ain't hanging out with you. (laughs) You know, it's... um, So if I get a dear
2: Jude Jude text or just nothing, then I'll know that I'm a a waste of space. (laughs)
0: Yeah, 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 there you go. I'll I'll tell you, don't worry. You're one of the (laughs) few people who deserve the courtesy of being told that you're a waste of space. No... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no it's
1: just
0: yeah no it's just uh, i think for me it's just easy to be uh, like as soon as i spot something about someone where i'm like i'm just not going to resonate with that or mm-hmm. no what's like what's it, so it evokes something within me whereas like if it just feels like you know you just can't rely on that person you just can't trust them on some level yeah. Then you know because you end up getting this sort of feeling of like, what's, what's the what's the situation here? I'm just like no, nah, no, nah, it's done, it's over. It's, or rather, I'm not taking time to interact with you. You know that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's just yeah, it's essentially if somebody just doesn't have uh, the values, then whatever. We're just we're just not going to get along. Do it. Yeah, Well it's, exactly. it's who
2: you resonate with as well if you have certain mm-hmm. values and certain ideas and, and ways of, of living your life and someone isn't within that you're mm-hmm. going to notice that again it's yeah. coming back to that kind of environment and intuition isn't it you mm-hmm. and your intuition is telling you that that person probably isn't going to be a right fit in your life
0: yeah yeah exactly like create the right environment so you can figure that out as well but um yeah, no, I've just had yeah, I've just had it in the past. It's like even with like you know, elders, like, you know, extended family and stuff like that, where it's just like, No, just I'm supposed to respect you because, you know, your extended family and just how tradition works and stuff like that. Um, or no, you are an elder, so you know, you're supposed to be shown the level of respect, but I've had it so where they haven't shown it to me, so I'm like, Well, why would I ever want to waste my time interacting with you, you know, yeah. so just whatever sure. you know, just keep it polite yeah, and then I just m- move the fuck on I think
2: yeah. that should be the quote this week, keep it polite <laughs> and move the
1: fuck
0: on, there we are, <laughs> yeah. we've got it yeah, nailed now. <laughs> yeah <laughs> nailed uh, don't try and get out of your duties, love
1: <laughs> <laughs> I won't <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, but um, but yeah, there's something about like a, a navigating change and transition, which you uh, uh, which you mentioned briefly before before we went on air. Yeah. So it, is it kind of like to do with that stuff, or was there something else to it that you were wondering that you wanted to discuss?
2: No, I, it was more just like obviously I'm, uh, I told you before the podcast, I'm just navigating lots of change and. I guess it's more about how to handle it and handle it well and and maybe Mm. giving tools for people if they are going through big changes, little changes, just transitions that I'm going through a lot of changes and transitions in my life just with my environment, I suppose, and and I suppose in a way it gives me a lot of anxiety and ways I deal with it is through the breath work, through breathing, calming my Mm. system down um just gaining a bit of reality uh, as well because i think you can get very in your head when you're dealing with yes. lots of big change and lots of big transition um and it's very easy to kind of get away like go, get ahead of yourself and go off on one about it and and overwhelm yourself so what i found really useful this week for me is to to ground myself i've been going for a lot of walks like mm. doing that whole panoramic focus where just like Relax my vision. Put some music on. Go for a walk. Get out and, and get out in the green, um, and that does really dial it down. That calms it down, and it gives me that perspective. But also, just taking those breaths. I don't even like, you know, prep myself and get into a position where I can start breathing. It is just there. It's like just mm. start breathing. That you don't need to lie down and put cushions under your legs or anything like that. I was just yeah. like, right, just you know, breathing through the nose, bring it into your centre. Try and expand the ribs slightly breathe out a bit of four four breathing um, and it is that it's just grounding yourself back into reality and and talking about it as well hmm. talking about it is really helpful um, and and actually getting out and seeing people has been helpful as well I think that's useful when you are navigating really big changes changes and transitions um, to talk about it with other people maybe not for advice or anything like that but Just to say, hey, this is happening, Mm. and it's big, and and for people to just like, even if they don't know what to say, just go. It's going to be fine. And you're like, yeah, it is going to be fine. So yeah, that's that's it, really. It was like, know that if you are navigating things like that, then there are things that you can do, like looking after your breathing, your nutrition, your sleep, all the things that we always talk about. Mm -hmm. hugely beneficial.
0: Yeah, I mean, beautiful, beautiful summary of just what it is to be a well-functioning human being. You know, what do you do? You surround yourself with nature. You move, walk, you breathe in a specific way and you surround yourself with people and I mean, and you nourish yourself. You talk about nutrition right there lastly as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those are the tools. (laughs) It's like, it's all, it's always kind of right there in your face. Um, But it's just remembering that when, uh, when things ain't when things are pretty stressful and um, yeah absolutely it is you can it's very easy to get in your own head and, or get stuck in your own head so you have to get out and the way to get out of your own head you know the best way I find is is through movement so get out of your head and into your body because when you do that, it's that cascading effect of just um, you know improving blood flow to the brain as well um, doing things like you're talking about is getting that panoramic view Going on as well, or just taking in. Um, you, we talked about it in the early part of the podcast. You know, using your eyes in a certain way so that you're taking in your environment in a certain way, and you're telling you yeah, that it's okay, that it's safe, and it's calm, and it's, it helps it to de-stress. So uh, when you're doing that, that is um, uh, that is a, uh, a valid tool against um, against stress and just getting out of your head. And what you're also doing is. I mean there's this kind of there's this focus state and there's this diffuse state there's the focus thinking and diffuse thinking and like when you're in your head and you're just trying to keep like you know problem solving essentially continuously 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 with this thing that you uh, is in your face um, you have to step away from it you have to go into diffuse mode thinking and not dwell on the problem you have to be able to and diffuse literally meaning that you're not actually thinking about the thing you're just kind of letting it be aloof and that way you're giving your mind and your brain space to make connections um, between different life experiences between different solutions to other problems that you might have had to help you solve this particular problem and uh, overcome this um, scenario and if you don't do that if you're constantly stuck in your head then you don't see the wood for the trees as they say so you need to uh, you need to have those tools so those are yeah those are super sound and um they're just core to uh, being a, a well-oiled human being basically yeah. just get out of nature move your body nourish yourself have people surrounded you know, surrounding you so that you feel supported and you know you have this cascade of positive uh, neurochemicals flowing through your system and um and the best way, to, best way to do any of that is to execute on the things that you just described.
2: Yeah,
0: beautifully put. I couldn't agree more. There you go. Mm. Done. <laughs> Boom. That's episode sixty-seven. Done. Nice. <laughs> cool. That was awesome. So thank you everybody for joining in uh, or tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the conversation this week. We talked about a few different things. Um, it just bounced. Yeah. Just went in. Flowed into some various topics as well which were kind of it just turns out they ended up sitting on our mind and we just brought out of each other so that was uh, that was very cool and um, yeah so thank you for tuning in and tell us what you think about the podcast you know find us on instagram at evolve achieve thrive and uh, drop us a dm and let us know what you think of the content and um what resonate with you what does not resonate with you what kind of opinions you have on some of the things that we talked about especially when it comes to like you know social media implicit knowledge and intuition and stuff like that it'd be cool to uh, hear what other people have to say about that and uh, definitely subscribe to the show uh, whether you're on apple podcasts um spotify youtube All three, that would be amazing. (laughs) Or whichever platform that you're listening on as well, please just subscribe there. And uh, if you're enjoying the content, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps other people see the podcast and it gets it out there uh, for other people to be like, okay, yeah, this sounds like something I want to listen to as well. So really appreciate that. And just share it with your friends. We really uh, love more people to get on board and um, feel the good vibes. So thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you for the next episode.